Hi there, my name is Hannah Phillips and welcome to the 8th episode of Under the Brolly Season 2. This podcast aims to educate and inform the wider community about the lesser known sexualities, gender identities and expressions, kinks and fetishes, collectively known as LGBT+. My Umbrella LGBT Plus is a volunteer-led project of Reading Pride launched in 2015 to raise awareness of these identities. My Umbrella can be reached in a number of ways, such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or via our contact form on our website. Details are on the screen below. In this episode, we are talking about Hate Crime Awareness Week, Asexual Awareness Week, and Black History Month, with two special guests. This month, we're keeping it in the family. First off, we have our very own Kerry Cleese one of My Umbrella's project co-founders, photographer for Pride Picks, and photography lead for Love Unites Festival, and a proud asexual. Kerry, please tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm, I'm Kerry. I'm, as you said, co-founder for My Umbrella, a Pride Picks photographer, um, photography lead for Red in Pride, um also a pre-registration pharmacy technician hopefully qualified pharmacy technician by the time this goes out um also a recently enrolled photography university student with the open college of the arts um and if i'm not doing any of that i'm usually found watching some serial killer documentary thank you kerry Next, we have Sophia James, one of our trustees for Reading Pride and Chair of Social Care and Education. Sophia, please tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm Sophia. I'm a local councillor. I have been. This is year seven of being a local councillor. Um, I also chair the Adults um, Social Care Children's Services and Education Committee at Reading Borough Council. When I, I'm not involved with political or pride stuff, then I will be working at one of the local universities heading up the widening participation team. So basically supporting disadvantaged people to get into education. Thank you, Sophia. National Hate Crime Awareness Week takes place between the 9th and 16th of October. It started off as 172430, which initially founded as a Facebook group in March 2009 by Mark Healy and Ryan Parkins to mark the 10th anniversary of the London nail bomb attacks on Brixton, Brick Lane and Soho. 172430 takes its name from the dates of the three attacks, the 17th of April, 24th of April and the 30th of April. Since April 2010, they have organised three April Acts of Remembrance. Two smaller outreach events in Brickton and Brick Lane on the 17th and the 24th of April, and larger gathering in Soho on the 30th of April. In 2010, 172430 evolved into a small charity called 172430 No to Hate Crime Campaign, registered with Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs. In January 2019, they formally changed their name to 172430 National Hate Crime Awareness Week, also referred to as 172430 or 172430 National HCAW. And in August 2019, registered as a charitable incorporated organisation with the Charity Commission. You can get involved by using the hashtag Hashtag National HCAW. 
moving on to our questions for our guest panels. What are your experiences of hate crime and what action needs to be taken to stop it? Um, I think I'm quite lucky in the fact I've never personally experienced any form of hate crime. But I do feel that there should be more support, especially support with the police. Because I know from a, a personal side, um, I've got family in the in the police service, um, that there's just there's no support out there to, for them to help others. I, I mean, I've had a few experiences with hate crimes because I'm a black bisexual woman, so I come across different things at different times. Um, so the most recent incident was uh, being at a club night in Leeds with my girlfriend and a white man trying to touch my hair and me not responding well to that and him basically attacking us, um, trying to punch me. Um, someone did punch my girlfriend in the back of the head. She's deaf, so that knocked off her cochlear implant and caused a whole massive scene. And I think what was more disturbing about that is that was a racist incident at a gay bar. So it is a place where I should have felt safe because... I'm a member of the LGBT community and that's not my extensive home. But, I mean, these things are on the rise and I was looking at hate crime statistics earlier today. There's no particular area of hate crimes where there hasn't been an increase and some charities even think that for LGBT people it's as high as um, three in five who might have been affected by hate crimes. Um, you mentioned the police there. I think there are mixed experiences with mm. reporting and I suspect oh, yeah, that... Def definitely. Yeah, probably quite possibly a training issue as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely I can see why people would be put off. I mean, I would hope people would report it, if not with the police, at least with some of the charities that collect statistics. But I can completely understand why it can be difficult and triggering and people aren't sure what kind of response they'll get. Mm. Why do you think there is a nervousness about reporting to authorities? Yeah, I think the police don't always have the best kind of reputation with certain mm. communities like with the lgbt community with the black community it's not you know you're not necessarily there's not necessarily a lot of love there mm. so already people might be a bit hesitant to kind of come forward and report it and then they think well we've got to go i've got to sit in a police station it's not necessarily a nice environment to spend a couple of hours in and then they might not catch the person that did it in the first place so I can I can get that. Mm. I don't know what do you think. No, no, I I completely agree. Yeah, that, I think there's a, a lot of the oh, will they take me seriously? Mm. What more should the government and society do to tackle hate crime? If I was going to give an honest answer, I'd say the government should probably sack themselves because they're responsible for encouraging a lot of it. Um, and let me break down that comment before it seems too dramatic. Take the example of um, football players kneeling. Um, against racism and the government effectively not supporting the players when they were booed by fans and then suddenly doing a complete U-turn when it broke out into violence. But hate crimes, you know, things always start off as smaller, um, less extreme incidents before they get more serious down the line. So really, I'd say the government need to take it seriously. Um, you mentioned authorities and training. I'd, I'd be interested to hear a bit more about your family's experience, your friends' experience with that. Um, well, my so it's my my brother's a police officer for the Met, and 
every the, the message I get from him every now and then is I hate being a police officer. And he he joined the service because he wanted to help people, and he's he's good at helping people. So, and, and a lot of the problem that he has comes from those higher in in the service. So his his sergeant and their inspectors and all that. It, there's it's almost like there's no support for them. There's no training for them. I can't remember the last time he said, "Oh, I've got a training." Of course, he's been in the service for ten years. So I think there's definitely a lot of a, a lack of education for for serving officers in in regards to hate crime and yeah everything along those lines. And if you compare that to a normal workplace, like I mean, we get complained at if we. I'm sure, pretty sure we do some E and D training every single year because things move on, things change. Um, so you, you're going to need to refresh your knowledge of things after a period of time and when you're like in a frontline service like that you would you would need that kind of training mm-hmm. so yeah I guess training training for um organizations as well um I think I think really there are organizations talking about these issues and I think there are there are opportunities so um with the gender recognition act there was a real opportunity there to kind of bring discrimination facing trans community into the light and I think really the the state didn't really do that they kind of just shied away from Mm. it when they could have been a lot more supportive of it and you know flag some of the other issues as well. What advice would you give to people who have recently experienced a hate crime or difficult situation in their lives? I'd say that you're not alone and there are people and organisations that will understand and try to help you. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah, there's there's a lot of um, organisations and even if they don't necessarily can give you that um, support and help directly, they can always signpost. Um, I know there's there's certain things that my umbrella can't offer, um, but there's definitely organisations that we would direct to someone, um, not necessarily for hate crime, but like in general. Um, so there's definitely um, the shoe's sort of on the other foot, as it were, um, for organisations to signpost. Ace Week, founded as Asexual Awareness Week in 2010, is an annual event that puts asexuality in the spotlight. Part celebration of the progress made as a community and part campaign for greater understanding and acceptance of asexual spectrum identities. Ace Week is a time to focus on all things ace. So what is asexuality? Along with a sexual orientation, people have what is called a romantic or affectionate orientation that describes who that person might be romantically attracted to. In many people, the sexual and romantic orientations are aligned. So people tend not to think of about them being separate concepts. So it's not uncommon for asexuals to experience romantic attraction. Romantic orientations are given names that parallel sexual orientations. For instance, a heteroromantic person is someone who experiences romantic attraction towards a different gender, homoromantic towards the same gender, and so on. A significant number of asexuals also identify as aromantic, which means that they do not experience romantic attraction. Separating romantic and sexual attraction is not strictly limited to asexual people, however. 
For instance, it is possible for someone to be an aromantic heterosexual or any other combination. Many people hear the word asexual and make assumptions about what it means. In particular, asexuality is not an abstinence pledge, although there may be abstinences aces. Asexuality is not a synonym for celibacy. There are celibacy aces and promiscuous aces and aces everywhere in between. Asexuality is not a choice, although not every ace is born that way. Asexuality is not a fear of sex or relationships. Although there may be aces who are afraid of or otherwise dislike sex or relationships. The flag has four horizontal stripes. From top to bottom, black is for asexuality. Grey is for grey asexuality and demisexuality. White is for non-asexual partners and allies. Purple is for community. What have been the big challenges with people understanding asexuality? One thing that sticks out is um, I got called a houseplant in a pub once. That was thrilling. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm asexual. And I said, oh, what? So you're a, you're a plant. You procreate by yourself. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> as much as I am a bit of a crazy plant, plant lady, I'm... Um, and I think also just trying, it, like like you mentioned, the, the celibacy, trying to, a lot of people think, oh, well, you're just celibate. Celibacy is a choice. Asexuality isn't. Um, so it's trying to get people to sort of understand the differences between the two. What is the main thing you would like people to take away to help build a better understanding of the asexual community? Um that the asexual community, we haven't all been molested by our parents or uncles. Um, we haven't had bad sexual experiences. Um, some, you know, um, that just because we don't want sex, we're not sexually attracted, we're just a little bit weird. And yes, some of us are, in our own beautiful little ways. Um, but... The way I see it, just because I don't want to have sex with someone, doesn't affect who I am as a person. It doesn't affect who I am um, as a healthcare professional, as a as a sister, as an auntie, as as a daughter. It, yeah. There is lots of misunderstandings of what demisexual means, despite how common it actually is. What is your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts is that asexuality is an umbrella term um, because it encompasses, um, for me, it encompasses not just sexual attraction but also romantic attraction because you've got aromantics that fall under the a asexual spectrum. Um, so then you've got your heteroromantics, your homoromantics, panromantics, um, yeah, I, it falls under that because initially, although there is sexual attraction further down the line, initially there isn't sexual attraction. So personally, for me, it's under that asexual umbrella. And the flag's the same colours. Thank you, Kerry. Sophia, is there anything that you would like to add? I mean, I'd just like to say that it's been 
educational for me to listen to that as well. And like, it's it's really sad to hear people use words like houseplant and to mm. be offensive because really, you know, even if you don't have a full understanding of something, you can choose not to be mm. unpleasant and try to build, you know, an understanding of, mm. of what it's like for people. Another common one I get is, well, you just haven't had sex with me. And you're not going to get <laughs> any like, that way. No, you're all right. <laughs> That's a terrible way to go about a chat line, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate, really, that people behave like mm. that. Yeah, there is. Um, there has been cases of corrective rape in the asexual community. Because a lot of people think, oh, well, you're just scared. You... Oh, you're a virgin, so maybe you're you know you're scared. Just try it once, and you'll be fine. You'll 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 discover how how lovely it is, and just no. I'm trying to think of a a way to to put it. It's I guess it's kind of like smoking. You either do it or you don't. It's like riding a bike. You either do it or you don't. Can I ask? Do you think some some partners? Not that there's any excuse for that behaviour, but some partners go into a relationship just not really understanding what asexuality is. Yeah. I mean, I was in a, a long-term relationship 11 years ago, and I didn't know I was ace then. Um, and looking back now, I can see that there were, there were signs that he was trying to go further, and I just put it down to being, well, I'm, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, let's just watch Family Guy and eat pizza. Um, but looking now, I'm like, no, that that is that's why. Um, and I know it's not my fault, but I do feel guilty. Um, and I'm I'm really grateful that he was a, a lovely, gentle person and kind of was like, okay, that's that's fine. But um, I know a lot of people aren't as lucky as that. Um, so in a, I don't want to say that I feel sorry for people who are sort of in a relationship with an asexual because that sounds really, really, really bad. Um, but I think if there was sort of more understanding in general, um, I think there would be help sort of both sides. Because I know a lot of people are quite um, wary of saying, oh, I'm asexual, because a lot of people see sex as the norm. It's it's what you do. Um, so to say that you don't do that and you don't like that, it's a bit... People are a bit, oh, no. What's, what's that about? Black History Month is an annual event originating in the US where it is also known as African American History Month. It has received official recognition from the governments in the United States and Canada, and more recently has been observed in Ireland, the Netherlands, and here in the United Kingdom. It began as a way of remembering important people and events in the history of the African diaspora. It is celebrated in February in the United Kingdom and Canada, while in Ireland and the Netherlands and the United Kingdom it is celebrated in February in the United States and Canada. While in Ireland and the Netherlands and the United Kingdom, it is observed in October. In the United Kingdom, Black History Month was first celebrated in October 1987. 
which year also coincidentally was the 100th and 50th anniversary of the Caribbean emancipation. The centenary of the birth of Marcus Garvey and the 25th anniversary of the Organization of African Unity, an institution dedicated to advancing the progress of African states. Black History Month in the UK was organised through the leadership of Ghanaian analyst Akiaba Adeya Sibo, who also served as a coordinator of special products for the Greater London Council and created a collaboration to get it underway. It was first celebrated in London 1987 as part of African Jubilee Year, when on October 1st, Dr. Molana Karanga from the US was invited to an event in the County Hall to mark the contribution of black people throughout history. And Adu Sebu drew the plans to recognize the contribution of African, Asian and Caribbean people to the economic, cultural and political life in the UK, with other boroughs beginning formally to institute October as Black History Months in the UK. This year, Black History Month UK magazine is launching a new campaign to mark Black History Month 2021 in October. Inspired by the 2020 Black Lives Matter event and the campaign for this year is called Proud to Be. Some notable black LGBT icons include Fanny Ann Eddy, Sierra Leonean LGBT rights activist and campaigner, Nicole Dennis-Ben, Jamaican author, Alyssa Garza, co-founder of the Black Lives Matter movement. Lady Farrell, British founder of UK Black Pride. Josea Wise, the music artist Serpent with Feet. So the theme of Black History Month this year is proud to be. What does this mean to you? I think it's, it's, it's pretty broad, but to me, I think it celebrates our achievements as people of colour. And gives us the opportunity to, you know, say what we're proud of in our life. So I'm like really proud to be the first black woman elected to council in this town. Um, I'm really proud of my, you know, bisexual identity as well. Um, and proud of some of the work that we've done as Pride in in working with Reading Carnival. I think there's a lot to be proud of, really. But we've also got a lot of heroes. I mean... You know, you mentioned um, Ms. Gaz here there, one of the uh, founders of the BLM campaign. But, you know, I could think of Nicola Adams. I could think of Christina Rivaru, just in sports. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of people that I'm really, really proud of who are doing well and kind of knocking down doors. Someone like Michaela Cole as well. So there's a really a lot to be proud of in the black community. And I think it is long past time that we celebrate our achievements you know, within and also outside of October. What is your experience navigating the LGBT scene as a black woman? I think it's quite mixed. Sometimes it's it's great and it's home. And sometimes it's more difficult than that, unfortunately. And, I, you know, I think I'd say racism in the LGBT community, homophobia sometimes in the black community, there are definitely difficulties and tensions there, but... When we come together as communities, when we highlight the challenges that we both face together um, and some of the similarities that we have, then we we can build an understanding. You know, mental health issues, for example, are higher in both groups. Uh, we've just talked about hate crimes earlier and, and they're felt by both groups as well. 
Um, even the conversation we had about the police too, that's felt by both groups. So there's actually probably a lot more that unites us than actually separates us really. What should the Prides and the LGBT community do to support people of colour? I think making sure that we have platforms um, and opportunities to share our experiences as well. Um, Definitely kind of making sure that we feel at home on the scene in clubs, in, you know, social groups and events and making sure that the microaggressions that can sometimes happen, you know, people touching your hair or asking stupid questions don't happen or happen less so. Just making sure that we're really present and accounted for because there there are lots of people of colour who are also LGBT. We have some specific organisations. Um, I mean... Not to say that sometimes committees can be very white spaces. LGBT communities sometimes can seem quite white spaces, but I don't think that's fully reflective of our community at all. Thank you, Sophia. Kerry, is there anything you would like to add to ask Sophia? Not that I can think of. (laughs) Can we play more Little Nas X at Pride? Yes. Yes, I saw a clip of his new video and, oh my God, good for him. We should surely whip it out at the end of this podcast, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get some good beats on. Unfortunately, this means that we have now come to the end of the show. To play us out is Daniel Muller-Newx, the latest song, Automatic. Which means it's goodbye from me, Hannah Phillips, and our guests, Kerry Cleese and Sophia James. Goodbye.
I've been doing this since my christening And my feet will never be blistering But still young, yeah, baby, when I pride You ring me like, come round mine Now we don't even have wine in on our minds But when the beat's good, we give the automatic wine Automatic wine, automatic wine Automatic wine, automatic wine Inside your hand, please just still just wind it up Don't worry if it spills, cause we will wipe it up Daniel, wind it's a la-la-light it up Just a la-la-light it up Shake like a bunch of keys 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 We're still young, yeah, baby, we're not proud You ring me like, come round mine No, we don't even have wine in on our minds But when the beat's good, we give the automatic wine Automatic wine, automatic wine Automatic wine, automatic wine Automatic wine Yeah, we don't talk to my tick So we don't think about it Yeah, we wine automatic We don't think about it. I don't mind it quiet. 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 